in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Well, hey, folks, welcome to another episode this week of That Farm Life Podcast. My name is Archie Mason. I'm your host. And so thank you for joining us uh, for today, this week of That Farm Life Podcast. Hey, some of you may be new to our podcast. This is a resource of the AgriHealth Network. Uh, you can always go to agrihealth.net. We got a lot of resources there. You can check us out. Hey, what we do here and our mission is, is we kind of share each other's stories about what goes on in life and always seem to help one another in that. We have a saying here uh, on the podcast that it's okay not to be okay, but we just want to help you not stay that way. So again, thank you for joining us today. Hey, our special guest today is uh, James Thornton. He's a row crop farmer uh, down in Lake Providence, Louisiana. So uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. James. Hey, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. We're in the throes of irrigation, and it was kind of nice to just step away from it for a few minutes. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, that's good. We'll give you a little rest break here, and uh, then you have to go back out uh, to the field. Well, hey, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Well, yes, sir. Um, I'm I'm James Thornton. Um, I'm a I'm a farmer from Northeast Louisiana, like you said. Uh, I'm married. I have. Uh, I have uh, my wife of 28 years, and I have four children. Three oh, are wow. out. Of, uh, yeah, <laughs> three. Uh, yes, sir. Three. Three are out of college, and one is going to be a junior when classes resume. So we are. Uh, we're. You know, I'm proud of that. But. Uh, but. Yeah. But it's a. Uh, it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a good day. It's a good day. Good day to be talking to you, Archie. Oh yeah. Hey, does any of your kids? Are they they work there on a farm. Yes, sir. My son just graduated and is now. He has put in his first crop. He's putting in his first crop with us, and I'm I'm extremely excited about that. It's a I'm in a farming operation with my with my dad, my brother, and now my son has returned home to farm, and uh, that's exciting. Uh, it's uh, it's brought a whole new uh, uh, level of of energy to the to our oh, farm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I, so I'm I'm excited about that. It's it's a lot of fun. Lot hey, of what fun. what what type of crops you guys grow? We grow uh, corn and soybeans. Okay, sure do. And, All right. uh, good deal, man. How's the corn crop? How's it? How's it going so far? Uh, our corn crop is looks is looking really good. Um, the end of it, it was really dry. Uh, we. We are blessed that we had all of our corn on irrigated ground, so we were yeah. able to water it. And uh, we we just turned the wells off. Uh, in fact, our our consultant kind of said, "Listen, I don't think you can help it anymore. It's it's over." Yeah. So we're 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 beginning phases of the dry down process. How long will it be before you go to harvest? We feel like we're going to harvest the second week in August. Old timers say, "Well." Whatever day you think you're going to harvest, you need to just put the con- <laughs> leave your combines in the shed and wait another week. But but we're going to be pushing it, and uh, we we're going to try to. We're hopefully we're harvesting about the 17th or whatever whatever uh, 
day that falls on in, in, in August. I'm not that familiar with that part of Louisiana. What kind of soil, what kind of soil types you guys have? Well, we have a lot of, of sandy soils that are close to the river. Uh, yeah. And, and they are, you know, some people have really hot sand and some people have a good mix. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I definitely want, don't want to get into, um, you know, a lot of our soil and whether or not you're in a, in a spot where you have hot sand or, or, or a good mixture of sand is just really, it's all based on the river and the levee system. And it, and it, you know, in the 20s, there were several breaks along the way, and, and some people ended up with a good mixture of soil, some didn't. Yeah. Uh, you get away from the river about two miles, you you, you get into heavy clay. I got and, you. Uh, yeah. That's where, you know, a lot of people that um, – and that heavy ground is is, is great ground. Uh, I, you know, probably uh, uh, dirt buckets and, and leveling and things like that have changed it to where uh, – you know, used to, it was just so, it was heavy, and uh, a lot of people did not have irrigation in that area, uh, and, you know, you was either, you was either drowning, or you was, <laughs> yeah. or you was drying up, or, or, you know, or from, from no rain, but now we have irrigation, and, and, um, and it's really good rice ground, too, as, and that was a, that's a crop that, I guess, uh, a lot of people, Lived and died by cotton, but now yeah. you know, it's a it's a huge mixture of crops growing in our area. You know? I got you, man. When I was yes. growing up as a kid, my my brother in law and his brother still, my nephew still farmed that area. But there would be some of that gumbo ground. We caught it. We'd be watering out of the river, uh, pumping out with a relift, and and you throw it out there watering soybeans. You throw it, out, and the cracks would be so big. He'd go in one of them cracks, and it might come up a couple patties down or something. I mean, it was the wildest thing uh, in that grass. Hey, so your wife of 28 years, tell us, how did you guys meet? You know, does she come from a farm family? Did you know her growing up? Or how did y'all get together? No, sir. I did not know her. We met in college, and uh, we. Uh, she has no farming background. Um, she, um, she was really... Uh, you know, I, I guess it's fun to talk about the farm life, but and and she uh, she fell in love with the talking of it. But when we <laughs> when we moved back, it was a little bit of reality that hit. And, uh, but but she has adjusted and wouldn't trade it for nothing now. I, I think she yeah. even embraces uh, she she embraces the things that you know probably in year one was hard to embrace. But she she loves she loves the 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 farm life now, but I, I know in the beginning it was quite an adjustment, you know, not only, you know. Yeah. What? okay. Let me ask you this, James. What do you think? Cause a lot of folks, 28 years, four kids, they're, they're probably laughing as they hear you talking about it, say it's the same, it was the same way for, for them when they first got married, maybe their wife came back to the farm. What do you think was the greatest adjustment for her coming back to that farm life, you know, with you after school? Well, what would be the greatest adjustment? Yeah, the, the the biggest adjustment I I would have to say was the schedule. She was uh, she was used to her parents uh, leaving at the same time and and being home at five. Supper was always at five thirty or six o'clock sharp, you know. Yeah. And the dishes were cleaned up and they were settling in for the night by eight. And and I know most people that farm they don't even they don't even get hungry till eight because they're so used to eating supper at nine. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things that that, that was a huge adjustment. And you know, we yeah. were adjusting to just being married. And then <laughs> you no, know, and I'm sitting there, 
moved home and I'm like, isn't this great? Isn't this grand? This is, this is the life, you know? And, and she probably would say a few other things. Uh, uh, <laughs> she had a, she's not at a loss for words, um, but she, uh, she definitely, we definitely had some adjustments, but that schedule I would have to say was the biggest one. Was the biggest uh, one. Yeah. I, I think that's probably for everyone. So, Hey, you mentioned you work with your dad and your brother. Now you got your son uh, back with you. So what, Hey, any time that you have uh, family working together, I mean, it's good and maybe some tough times or whatever. What kind of keeps you guys together? What What is something you'd say helps you make it, you know, through the good times and the tough times and, and all of that? You know, I think we all share, um, I think we all share a, a like-mindedness of that we we love our farm and, and we, we love the land and we we share responsibility for being good stewards of what we've been blessed with. And I, you know, it's our heritage. I, we want to see it grow. We want it to be, we want to see it be successful. And uh, we just, I, I would think that it's just our, that, that, that brings us together there. I, yeah. I, I know, I know it's hard. Family, family businesses are hard, but you know, that. I would say wins out when uh, they're through the hard times just because we all share share that same love for the for our company and our and, yeah. and, and land. Well, good. Yes, so hey, so they're the blessings of living out on the farm. I told my wife we got four grandsons and and we're kind of out in a in a pretty good block of a dirt. And I said, you know, I said, our issue, these boys get older. Number one, we're going to keep them from getting snake bit. Okay. Number two, we have to make, you know, them driving a four wheeler into barbed wire fence. We're going to have to work on that, you know, and, uh, uh, that kind of stuff. So there's the blessings, but also I know there's a stress and strains of being on the farm. So what, what are some things that you see farmers facing right now? You know, that's a, that's a good question. You know, I, uh, this is going to be my 26th crop that we're going to, going to start harvesting here soon, and, and we're still trying to still trying to water our soybeans. But um, you know, a lot of things have changed. You know, I, I would say uh, technology has changed, and that's a good thing. Uh, I, I think that you can you can buy you can buy the best planters and the best tractors, and you can and you can understand how to run all the technology, which is a challenge, and and but but a lot of things stay the same. Uh, the weather, the market. I don't know. There's just no way to prepare for it. And I I catch myself. It's always on your mind. All, always on your mind. You can't you you can't not think about it. And you know I think about it even now from the aspect that I have a I have a son that's now back in the farm and he's and he's he's working with us. And you know and I'm sitting there going well how how do I prepare him for something he doesn't know is coming? You want to prepare your children for the changes that's going to happen. But when you don't know what's around the corner or what's going to affect the markets, you know, the weather, I mean, you, you're almost ready for it because you, you expect it. And you never stop trying to, to think of how to, how to get them ready for this, you know, and it's, it's important to me. It's something I think about a lot. But I definitely think it's just you have to experience these things. And I used to think, well, I'm a young farmer. I'm still experiencing them. And and that is the truth. I, I have a neighbor. He just retired. And 
you know, he tells me all the time, you know, I, I put in my, my 64th crop and, and, uh, ne- there's never a crop that there hadn't been a crisis in the middle of it. Oh, wow. And, and now he, he feel he's a blessed man as well. But it, to me now that I've been in it a little while, I, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I kind of see what he's talking about. You know, you just kind of who, uh, who, who can see, well, I guess we saw the fuel prices and, and some yeah. of the input expenses increasing. But wow, it's, it's explosive right now, you know, and, and how do you how do you prepare for that? James, I think everyone that is listening to this, it's, that's actually engaged in the farming industry. They get it. You said like, it's always there. You can't hardly get away from it. You know, everything that's going on. And, and again, that's why we do this podcast because, uh, the, the ag folks understand they live in it every day. The pressures of, well, I'll just say, for instance, if you're in a, you know, you're in a row crop business and we we're in a cattle business, but man, the drought and people are dumping cattle, uh, right and left, which affects the prices, you know? So, uh, you know, we're at the mode of like, Hey, how are we going to feed these cows? And, you know, and can we hang on to them through the winter? You know? So I, I I'm with you. We get it. Hey, let me ask you this though. One thing that I think you mentioned this before was that uh, now your dad, he, he did a lot of land leveling back at some, you know, over the years. And, you know, that's allowed you guys to do a lot of irrigation. Correct. Is that right? Yes, sir. That is correct. Yeah. Well, man, that that's a blessing. Now let me ask you this too. So when you came back after college, okay, your first year back with your dad, I think there was a, Something had happened as a, uh, a great uh, difficulty. Uh, can, you, can you share with us about that? Tell us kind of what happened. Yes, sir. Um, you know, when I, I came back and uh, like I said, it was full of full of energy. And and, um, and in that first year, we we had a, we had a good crop started. I, I'm not going to say that every everything looked good about it, but it, all in all, we had a good crop and we started harvesting our rice that year and and um my dad he got run over by a tractor in the field he was he was uh leaned over behind the behind the combine uh counting the seed loss he just kind of felt like the 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 field was uh, you know the machine was just kicking out a yeah. little bit too much seed and uh grain loss but and, and a tractor came around behind it he was kneeled down and the tractor didn't see him and oh, the front yeah. the front tires the front tires, the, the operator stopped. Um, he stopped after, uh, I guess, the tractor crossing. The grain part did not cross over him. Uh, which oh, was, wow. Uh, yeah. A blessing. I guess right out of the gate, you know, my dad, you know, there for, it was so touch and go for the first week or two. He was in ICU on a ventilator. Mm. Uh, the amount of, of injuries that he incurred is, is I, I couldn't, I mean, uh, all his ribs on one side of his body and cr- crushed a hip, crushed a thigh, broke his pelvis. I, it was amazing that he was able to recover from it. But, you know, out of that, I learned a lot of things about myself. You know, you, you grow up on a farm and you want, you want to, you want everybody to think that you got this and that you know, you, you've been doing this. It's, you're not, you, you're ready to, to run a farm, but that, that couldn't be further from the truth because I, I can tell you, you, uh, you, you're almost embarrassed at what you don't realize. You don't even know that you don't know it yet. I just, right off the bat, you know, I was looking to my uncles. I had, a, I had 
I had two uncles. I had uh, two men that were retired and mm-hmm. they rented their farmland to us. And I was looking to them and, oh, I, I just, I look back at it and I know it was a challenging time, but I saw firsthand God placed people in my life that kind of calmed my storm a little bit. Now, at the time, I probably would have said there was, that was far from calm, you know, but I just know that, that, that I see it now as a blessing. And, yeah. and we, I saw firsthand my neighbors, you know, there's nothing more humbling. They, they stepped they up stepped and helped in. you? They did. They, you wow. know, it's humbling when your neighbor pulls in there into a field that you can't get to. Hmm. Um, uh, you, you're over here harvesting over here, but it's ready and, and they knock it out for you. And, wow. and you know, it was, uh, it, it was a blessing. And I saw, I saw a lot of good come out of something that was, that was uh, pretty traumatic. That was the guess the first crisis of my life that I saw God bring a lot of. So when your dad was injured and he was in ICU in the hospital, he was out that whole harvest uh, of that year. Was he able to be back in the next planting season? Was he back back working the next planting season? The next planting season, he was. It was. uh, It happened in September. Uh, In fact, it happened on September the sixth of nineteen ninety six. Mm. Uh, it's one of those dates. I forget a lot of dates, but I don't forget that one on my anniversary. So, mm. uh, but I, I, but I, I forget that. And uh, probably uh, by March, by March, uh, we didn't plant any corn then. But it seemed like by by the time we started planting rice in April, uh, he was he was ready to go again. So it, it was a long process, a lot of a lot of rehabilitation that happened. Yeah. But he. he uh, he came back. He came back from it and has been, you know, been super. He's super involved in our farming operation today. You know. Well, good. Well, man, that's a blessing that the Lord allowed him to uh, to live uh, and to be with you. And hey, and with his grandson, farming with his grandson on the farm. That's that's pretty cool. It is. It <laughs> is. A, and he, yeah. he loves that. He sure does. Uh, that's good stuff. Well, James, let me ask you this. So, uh, man. You know, all these years of farming, things you've talked about, even what we're presently dealing with. And it was a good word when the when the older farmer told you that every year he's farmed, there's been a crisis of some sort, you know, and 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 I can look back. I probably yeah, I'd say I can see that. Never thought of it, but probably so. So how do you deal with stress? What helps you deal with the stress and strain? You know, I I learned a few years ago that I I love to run. And sometimes when when I'm feeling overwhelmed or, or even anxious, you know, it, it, it helps me to get out on the turn roads and just, and run and be by myself and be by myself with my thoughts just helps me clear my head. That's one thing that I feel like that I do, you know, we're, we're blessed. And and I feel like I speak for my family as well. And, and, and I feel like our community is, is a mission field and I want to give back. I saw firsthand my neighbor step in and they were busy when they stepped in. And I just see that, that that's something I want us to do. You know, I, I feel like that, that, that serves as a kind of a, a relief to me when I'm able to help my neighbors or help somebody around me, uh, give them okay. a job, those kind of things. I think that's a kind of an outlet for me. Do you think also too, that just your, your running and exercise because in the farm life, and especially as a row crop farmer, who whatever type of farming 
that someone's involved in, you never get caught up and it's always something. So like running, that helps you deal with that or giving back to the community helps you just deal with that continual because, hey, we're in a place now, James, I think you'd agree, man, you you get one harvest completed, you're, you're moving on to the next year. It, there seems to be no downtime uh, in the middle. Uh, so No, it's not any downtime. You're right there. And, um, but yeah, it, it helps me. It, it sure does. I, and I think that's a, I don't know really how that happened because who, who wants to run? <laughs> but uh, but, I, but I've learned that it's not something that that um, that I like to do it, but it also is, is something I need. So I uh, hope hopefully my knees hold together and I can keep doing it a few more. Hey, years. Well, that's uh, but, uh, man, that's a good deal. And hey, and two, I'd say there's probably many listeners out there right now that are probably saying, "Hey, <laughs> I need to get up in the morning, and put my tennis shoes on, get out, and run for a while <laughs> while it's cool yeah. enough to do that." Hey, well, James, thanks for being with us today, and thank you for sharing your story with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank yes, sir. Hey, guys, you're out there listening, whether you're on a tractor or whatever you may be doing at this time. You know, you may think back about your first job that you had, and you may say, man, we had it easier than uh, James did. And so when James got to that place that his dad, who he worked with, is in the hospital, and suddenly, I mean, he got the whole farm dumped on him, and he was kind of in charge. But he had a good support system of family and friends and neighbors, and they helped him during something that was a very a tragic time, very stressful time. So I would encourage you to, you know, community is important. And so as James said, man, look around. We, we know this. Giving back to others really helps your state of mind. You know, sharing your struggles, encouraging one another can uh, kind of relieve stress. You may have someone you drink coffee with uh, that you're around. Uh, that it may just be good just to ask, hey, man, how you doing? And, you know, you may have a good enough friendship and, and you can listen. You may not always have the answers, but you can listen. So I want to, you know, ask you, challenge you, uh, encourage someone today uh, as you're listening to this broadcast or maybe someone comes to mind that you say, hey, I need to send a text to. I need to go have a cup of coffee with. Hey, I know you're busy, you know, and it's a busy time of the year, but maybe take time out to do that. Hey, and don't be too busy to take care of yourself. If you're like most guys that are engaging and ladies who are in the farming industry, you're eating dinner late at night, supper late at night, as we call it. And uh, so just remember, try to be as healthy as you can be. Hey, if you got questions that you'd like to send us, uh, maybe something's going on in your life, you just need someone to talk to, hey, email us at info at agrihealth.net. If you'd like to broadcast, hey, subscribe to it, leave us a review, share us with your friends and with your family members. Hey, as always, thanks for joining us. Uh, We plan to be back next week. Until then, keep farming and keep the faith. I'll see you later. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, Harvesting Strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri-Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, Keep the faith.